Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's begin the show now. We're still getting jiggy with it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's here. Hello. Jim Campbell. Hi. And a man with a name too. It's Pete Donaldson. I'll be the judge of that. Ladies and gentlemen, good to have you here. Bloody good to have you here. Um, <laughs> that was really cockney. Before, yeah. before we start, um, Pete, I interrupted you in that conversation we had just before we came on air. Please continue. No, I don't want to. But uh, what okay. I would like to talk about is you <laughs> playing football at Manchester United's ground, Old Trafford. Old Trafford. The theatre of dreams. Yeah. T- oh. Tell us a little story mm. about um, uh, oh, Dennis it, Irwin. Old Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Irwin you played with was absolutely fantastic. Dennis still, Irwin, Quentin Fortune and I. You know that stat- that that, that uh, Holy Trinity statue they've got outside the ground. <laughs> yeah. Was it Best and Charlton and uh, Law? Yeah, and Law. Yeah. I tell you what, Dennis Poor. Dennis Poor. <laughs> why do we that never? Why to... do we, Luke and Jim? You don't play a lot of football. Nope. Probably more than Luke. Uh, why no. do we never get invited to these um, stadium games? Because Marcus, when it we all I have saw different a lot skills. Of people that I know are going to St James's Park to play. We've all got different got skills, and yeah. I've got more football ones. Pete, than do you want me to answer the question? He's going to lie here, ladies Mar- and gentlemen, <laughs> as he often does. Marcus is a fine, upstanding young man. Mm. Oh. No, but he's also the best at being a corporate shill. Blagger. That, yeah, that yeah. genuinely isn't true. You and Pete are shocking. <laughs> <laughs> shocking, really? just shocking just shocking yeah it's at the time about 10 years ago when i got sent a load of um expired marks and spencer's crisps <laughs> and, it, and ate them every last one of them yeah. this is the first time i'm even hearing of it right yeah. it shows you how deep this Remember, there is a, got there diabetes is a, for a few months there that is a, was why there is a scale here <laughs> luke and pete too far to one side i feel yeah i think i've got the center ground quite nicely yeah. Jim, you're way off. Yeah, yeah. In okay. terms of what, sorry. Okay. But the thing Being is, Jim's, Jim's... In terms of getting crisps, trips to Old Trafford... Marcus, Jim's, <laughs> but Jim's standing will improve and his star is on the rise because of an incredible performance in going for gold and going for Grinsel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Send me loads of free He's stuff. only going to... Uh, well, he's if, only gonna, if the corporates uh, are interested in that, then fine, but I can confirm that uh, the food <laughs> at Wings is very good. Yeah. Oh, yes. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, very you nice have a lovely little trip down Ramble memory lane. How was the pint of wine? <laughs> if you, you get involved in social media, people, yeah. there's a little tribute to Big Sam in there from yeah. myself, yeah. and a fine job I did too. Yeah. Um, but enough of this nonsense. Let's talk about that Champions League final. Oh, it's on the horizon. I tell you something. Well, the way you said that is almost like it's happened. I think for a second I was like, have I missed it? Yeah. <laughs> That's how quick Liverpool are. Yeah. <laughs> They've already done the game. <laughs> on the I can't believe it. They lost four yeah. 0 I haven't even turned up. The Champions League final is is a, is a glorious thing, even even if it's a dull affair. And it's the one game, and I think actually. To be fair, Jim, at one Champions League final we were at, um, you said 
that really the World Cup final is almost the only game that's comparable to this mm. in the sort of the prestige and all the rest of it. Yeah. It's, it's the one game where the whole, well, I would almost say the whole world, certainly the whole continent just stops and goes, let's all enjoy this together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know you've got the Classico and one thing or another, but there are other, there's other football being played. Mm. The, 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 the atmosphere was like nothing else. And you, you guys have been to other Champions League finals as well. And a Champions League final is a unique atmosphere, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's up the whole game, and regardless with, of what's going on. And with that magnificent Liverpool support, mm. yes. it's, it's, it's going to be mm. raw. It's an exciting occasion. And in Kiev as well, a, a city that, Peter, you certainly know well. I love a bit of Kiev. Did mm-hmm. you see that, because um, obviously it's very expensive to get out there and a lot of uh, Liverpool fans are obviously complaining that it's incredibly expensive and just the same for the Madrid fans as well. Uh, did you see one guy, one enterprising young uh, dentist or dental assistant was uh, hiring out his... Uh, his uh, dental studio, effectively. Dental chair. Practice. Like with dentist chair. Dental studio. Yeah, like a dental studio. What's a kid yeah. in? Well, so people so can sleep, sleep in. Yeah, to have a sleep in, like an Airbnb sort of thing. Just I admire the entrepreneurialism. It's nice, isn't it? It's good. Yeah. I thought what you were going to say is that it was, it's really expensive for all the fans to go. I've and dental, they're selling, and, selling their gold teeth. And Rajanangalan was on uh, Instagram slagging them all off or something, yeah. <laughs> like he did with those Juventus fans in Cardiff, yeah. you know, yeah. when they lost. <laughs> you, you have been in the media for too long. You, you would you be spending a night in a police studio. Thing. <laughs> no, a dental studio is dental for. Studio. Is, 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 does exist? It's for. Um, yeah. Sort of. Um, what's cosmetic the word? Work, cosmetic yeah. work. Oh right. Yeah, it's not oh, a dental okay. surgery. It's a dental studio. Correct. That's yeah. how he knows it. It's for cosmetic work. Yeah. 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 Exactly. These, these teeth don't lie, baby. Yeah. yeah. Where did he get those pearly whites from? <laughs> yeah. um, Liverpool. They've been in Marbella preparing for this one. Of Love course. that, lads. Mm-hmm. Nice. O'Grady's Irish bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at the best Google review bars in Marbella. Palms Beach Bar. Currently yeah. closed, but does great cocktails and there's a cosy casual vibe apparently. Okay. Cosy casual vibe. And if nice. I get bored of that, Crystal's karaoke Puerto Bonus. Nice. Crystal's, eh? Yeah. Don't want a full English, want a full scouse. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Thank Not you very ended. much. Oh. Could Klopp, knowing the sort of type of personality he is, could he realistically resist uh, them them just having a bit of an unwinder? I think yeah, I think he'd be I think he would be a dab hand at the karaoke. He was very insistent that it wasn't anything to do with team bonding. That's as well. right. He said yeah. we've already bonded, which by the looks of it on the pitch, you'd completed say that. that. Yeah, <laughs> completed that. Well, Klopp, would you imagine, would be big on team spirit, as you know, most managers yeah. at the top level, apart from Jose he Mourinho. Was, he was really <laughs> upset about um, pre-gaming when he had a party recently. Well, it was probably the, earlier on this season. He was quite surprised that he didn't understand the um, idea of um, pre-gaming in English culture, where you go for drinks before you mm. head to the main. Because it's cheaper. But night, it was when the players were doing it that so was the, the players, problem. Yeah. Well, so, so when people, so he was basically waiting until like ten o'clock at night because he invited everyone around to his house and nobody turned up to like 10 o'clock because right. they were all gaming in Spain that would be early yeah mm. oh yeah just, right. yeah Germany's maybe a bit of a different, slightly different vibe but a lot, <laughs> of the, a lot of the bars when I was in Munich recently mm-hmm. did close fairly fairly early yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough well Klopp said it wasn't for the weather because the weather has been good in England it has yeah. it's strange that you can compare England and Marbella like that do you think uh, that he's having a little dig at Spain itself yeah, maybe he is. Just get it in, in there. their head. Mind game. Well, he said it's to focus and concentrate their minds on their forces. Yeah. The climate's not what it used to be. <laughs> but Liverpool will, um, will warm things up, no doubt, when, mm. when they're focusing and concentrating their minds on their forces. Uh, but it's an interesting one. There's a bit of focus on Klopp, of course, the type of manager he is. Uh, beaten finalists, uh, Dortmund were under, under Klopp, of course, in 2013. Yeah, I was, I was at that game. Is was at Wembley. As was uh, Pete and I. Yeah, and... Um, I was in the buying end and the atmosphere was, as Jim was just touched on earlier, it, the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Mm. It was incredible. Yeah, well, uh, It was the best atmosphere I've yeah. ever seen at Wembley. Yeah. No, I don't apart think from, that... Apart from a certain FA Cup final in <laughs> 2008. Is that right? I don't think it matters who the teams are either. Um, it is just... It is, this, it's, it's, oh, I don't know, that final when Monaco played in it? 
Yeah. That would have mattered. But, uh, maybe. I, I the, paid for my tickets. Uh, what? So did I. I oh, paid well, for mine, okay, actually, right. Peter. So, yeah, okay. But the, but the point did, did being... Did Marcus. Uh, right, Karen. The point being that... Um, <laughs> mugs. Wait, absolute say, mugs. He's in a fruity mood today. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you started it. I tweeted him earlier no, from the Ramble account. It. I was trying to get a bit of stuff going. He didn't reply. Turns up, fruity as hell. I was busy. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was You've been in the alcohol studio. No, it's still a dental studio. drinking all the chemicals. I was in the I was in the barn end, and it did definitely... Um, add to the atmosphere that it was two German yeah, teams. Yeah, of course. There's something quite nice about making two German teams traps all the way across to London. Yeah. Like, hey, but, <laughs> but what I mean, though, is that you know <laughs> each set of fans is so delighted to be there. And we'll, we'll see this from the entitled braying of Madrid. Well, I was I about to say, well. I wonder, because um, they are very entitled. I understand yeah. why. Yeah, but they're very vocally entitled, aren't you know, they? You know, like so when, when Arsenal got dumped out of like the top four for the first time and all the fans are like, oh my God, this is dreadful. Like the time they don't reach a final in the Champions League, they're going to be like, oh God. Yeah, I can't oh, remember when this last happened. <laughs> well, to be fair, there was... A, there went a long period not getting to a final, not yeah. even getting past. Was it the second the round 16, of the competition? Yeah, yeah. yeah. my goodness. Um, but uh, some were saying in that game in 2013 that Dortmund looked a little bit leggy, a little bit tired, and of course with Klopp's methods, you can see that happening. However, this time round, he seems to have learned from that. And oh, and, and, right, yeah, the, and, and and the players they look fresh, and he was giving his players a little bit more rest, and, and perhaps that's what Marbella was was for to, to take them out of the, their surroundings and give them a bit of a break obviously they'll do a bit of training and, and what not but to focus their minds Nick on Nick a few taxis exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and there we are well last season they, um, I think it was January wasn't it where they had a disastrous spell where they just it felt like they had blitzed themselves all season up until January and they got part, they got dumped out of the FA Cup mm. and they, they didn't pick up a win and, hard to get out of that but Klopp did seem to learn from that and he was rotating quite a lot um, in the first half of this season and given the, the sort of pace that they play at and how fast they are and how sort of physically demanding their type of football you would imagine is, they still seem, seem pretty fresh. I mean, they, they, the Roma second leg game was a little bit odd. It'd be strange to go into But that was a strange it, game anyway. Because they're 5-2 up and it's like... Yeah, you don't know how to yeah. approach it sort of thing, yeah. And Liverpool, and, and the, look, you can't really... In terms of the Champions League this season, you can't really criticise Liverpool because they've scored so many goals and they've been so good. And as we've said before on this show and on the continent that... They've, they've blitzed teams in that first leg to such an extent, despite what happened against Roma in the second leg, realistically, they're always going to go through. But Liverpool's game management is the area that you would probably say is, has, the, has the most room for improvement. So it's almost it'll be interesting to see on Saturday if they go maybe a goal up early mm-hmm. and it gets to about an hour and it's still 1-0 to them, mm. what do they do? Because I think the, That's when Liverpool, I think, are the most vulnerable. I think the game management is a, is a fascinating thing for Klopp. Yeah. If they get it like they did in the first leg against Manchester City, their game management was superb. Blitz them 3-0 up at half-time, and then like an impenetrable unit yeah. just sit yeah. in there. But I mean to say, well, we'll just go 3-0 up against Madrid, yes. lads. Well, also, that, especially with the history of uh, <clears throat> Liverpool being on the reverse of that, you know, I mean, how much? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well. If they're 3-0 up at half-time, exactly. they of all teams know. That's the, the weirdest possible outcome, I think, at that point. Um, mm. it's, it's, I think it's worth noting that Spurs and Juventus have obviously beaten Madrid in this season's Champions League, both of them beaten 3-1. As Spurs, Spurs packed their midfield out, didn't they, and tried to sort of push them wide and then hit them on the break. But, and that was really effective, as we saw. But Liverpool, Liverpool won't do that. Mm. They don't really have the team... To do that, and Madrid are incredibly effective down the flank. So you wonder, mm. will Klopp sort of limit his own fullbacks in an attempt to deal with that, and then sort of perhaps nullify their own game a little bit, or or will he just go hell for leather and think, you know what, Bollocks. we're just going to exactly yeah. we're going to impose our game on them as a neutral? I'd like to see him just go for it. Same, absolutely, because that's how it's got him there. Mm. But on the game management thing, just quickly, 
I know they can do it. I just don't think they do it often enough. No, and, sure. and, and for as good an example of that Man City game is, and you're right to point it out in terms of how good they were with game management there, the Roma game was almost like the opposite to that. It was, mm. it was very odd. Sure. But I think, you know, Jim, there's a lot of talk about the flanks, as you say. Mm. And, uh, and people saying that Real Madrid may target Alexander-Arnold... So Man City tried to do that and, and it didn't quite happen, although Roma... They were so one-dimensional in that game, though, weren't they? They, they kept, were. Pe- they just kept them putting it over and over yeah. again. It was but then strange. Roma, El Shirawi got a bit of joy against him. And then people saying, oh, well, can can Liverpool get in behind Marcelo, who mm. likes to charge up and down? Oh, Marcelo and Salah is going to be an interesting battle. Well, it will. And, and John, I got absolutely bollocked by James Horncastle yesterday for suggesting that. What's that suggesting? That? Saying that they could find some space in behind Marcelo. He was right. like, whoa, wait a minute, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Great quality clop, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, all right, you European football beard. You don't have to do the show with him, mate. <laughs> I do. I, I do have to. Stay with the lads, yeah? yeah all right, sorry. Idiots, I, I will. yeah? <laughs> you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, dickhead. I'm, I'm slamming it, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Wilson wrote this, this week in his tactical piece on the game that what does, what does Klopp do with Salah? Does he, does he keep him up there to give Madrid something to think about all the time or does he kind of come back and help out the fullback? I, I think that's an easy question to answer because if you see what they did with, with, with Salah against Roma where they did that mm. it was completely ineffective what they need to do if they are going to so play in that Salah way, needs to do his doggies? Uh, no I think Firmino needs to play in that role What on the right? No up there up there Okay, uh, as a, almost like as a, as a target if they need it mm. and then just get Salah on the ball as much as possible mm. just keep giving yeah, but that doesn't the answer the question does, do you leave Salah up right on the, with the, I wasn't the, listening to the question what's the question? Oh, Gordon Bennett <laughs> Does Salah, do you put him right up there so he's almost cheating, in, in so where the left-back would traditionally be a defensive left-back, or does he have to come back and help out the full-back? Oh, so yeah. in other words, is he always up there? I was, asking, I was answering a different question. You were. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> right. I, I don't know the answer to that. Anyone one. fancy fielding that <laughs> <Yeah>. one? <laughs> um, so it is, it's interesting. I think Pelé's a good player. Yeah. 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 Well, he's getting beat, on a bit now, though. Abidi Pelé is <laughs> yeah, a fine player. He's not had the pace. He's a bit like Marcus. He's not got that yard he used to have. <laughs> yeah, but does it matter when you've got all that uh, with experience you, with and you, knowledge yes, of the it game? it does matter. Well, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, Quentin Fortune. Quentin Fortune would disagree. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I think so. Uh, but yes, uh, the, the, the feeling in the media seems to be that Liverpool will be more up for it. And I understand that, of course, because Real Madrid have been to finals of late. They're on for their third in a row. But Tony Cruz has said the match... Um, with Liverpool will be like facing 11 animals. Mm. And then he denied that uh, Liverpool's motivation will be greater than Real Madrid's. And Zidane said, you can't say Liverpool have more hunger than us. It's simply not true. No one can take our hunger away from us. Yeah, I think it's a misconception that Liverpool are going to want it more just because, you know, the Romans like, like around Joe, Like Europe. Joe Hart in the World Cup. Like, he wanted it more and look what happened. He w- yeah. he performed brilliantly. Yeah, well, no, I, I, on that, on, on that I, do, I do think that um, with, um, yeah, you've got this idea of Real Madrid will be very comfortable there because they're used to it. So they won't be expending on this nervous energy but Liverpool will be extremely motivated and, and of course if, that, if that's channeled in the right way that can be very powerful but you know the amount of nervous energy that happens before a big final I think is something that's probably quite underplayed mm. um, I, for, I forget who it was who said it but someone said on the TV recently that you know the reason traditionally that it's really hard to play in the FA Cup final at the old Wembley for example is said because you would spend all day leading up to that game yeah, that's right. thinking about it nervously and you just waste so much energy. You mm. feel so leggy after about 20 minutes. You feel like, God, this is crazy. Also, this pitch is massive. It's difficult to eat sometimes if your stomach's like got full yeah. of butterflies. I know it's a silly thing to say, but you need yeah. to take on... But, but Real Madrid will be more used to it. They but will. Liverpool will perhaps... Um, if, you, if you were going to say that a team really desperately wants it um, more, well, 
I understand what Zidane's saying, and I'm not one to criticise the great man, but Real Madrid have already won it quite a few times recently. Yes, but but a side that, that have, have won it a few times, or a couple of times recently, they know how to win it. They have that hunger. That's why they come back for more. You know, They're not just a, a one-hit wonder. Mm. And, and also, a big side like that, their motivation is... Just you remember who the big boys are. Absolutely, as well, because you know it was such a big deal was made of, of no one having retained the Champions League for a long time. If you do that three times, yeah. that might later. never be yeah. repeated, mm. and that that is laying your marker down as the the absolute big dog. Mm. Well, Liverpool are five to four to lift the big trophy. Ten pound with bet three six five will return twenty two pound fifty, including stake. Should they do the business? Did you see the photos? The, the the new photos of Cristiano Ronaldo training. I mean, they seem to come out weekly, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Mm. A little bit more definition. I think he has a, he has a set of drones that just hover around <laughs> him at all times in his orbit, yeah. fueled by his own yeah. self sense of satisfaction. I mean, he does look in great nick, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, has done. Yeah, but I mean, he's now obviously getting older, but he still looks great. Well, he says right now I have a biological age of twenty three. Is he is he use one of those Facebook things? Yeah, like, you <laughs> yeah. Put a <laughs> and it tells you yeah. how old you're yeah. supposed to be. Like, yeah. how, how on earth do you determine that? Yeah. Mm. Well, look, I can keep playing until I'm forty one. Love how he chooses forty one. Forty one, yeah. Uh, well, we were saying... until May twenty second. <laughs> Five past four. Yeah. When it, when is the Champions League final in eight years' time or, yeah. or whatever? Um, we were saying, I can't remember if we mentioned it on here before, but you could totally see him going all the, like further back in the pitch and being a centre-half. Mm. That'd be amazing. Clean shorts, big headers. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it would be amazing if he did that. Yeah. yeah. He'd be a bit like Ramos. I mean, imagine, Still imagine, scoring from corners. Absolutely. Every corner. Boof, He's massively man. adjusted his game anyway, so it's not a huge stretch to think of him doing it in a different way. Yeah. Well, he said, we are playing another final on Saturday and the fans are behind Cristiano. And the Real Madrid, I think, but I've not bothered checking. <laughs> um, Cristiano is three to one to be the first goal scorer on the night in ninety minutes. So should he open proceedings with the first one at ten pound with bet three six five? Three to one returns forty pound, including stake. Mm. I'm very excited about this game. It's not only because it's obviously going to be a brilliant game, but then when it's over, you get that glorious um, sort of football perineum between the season and the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, I think the, the fever's going to go up well, a notch. We all go to bed for two weeks. Yeah. And so we can't handle it otherwise. <laughs> yeah. We sedate ourselves. Um, I watch a lot of basketball. And it's a great day for, I mean, we'll come on to this a bit later, but it's a great day on Saturday because you've got the five-ish, I think five o'clock mm. playoff final, well. championship playoff final, then you've got the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a day. Super. Nice. Uh, Rafa Benitez, who, who still lives in the Liverpool area, of course, said that if Klopp wins the Champions League, his life will change forever. But if they do win the Champions League, then it'll be interesting to see how Klopp celebrates. He did say once upon a time, you'll never find me three days after a win, drunk in a hedge and still celebrating. <laughs> Good change, though. If they won oh, that game. Love yeah. to see it's that. Like an oddly specific thing to say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a man who's been caught in a hedge yeah. three days after yeah. celebrating. Yeah. 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 Like you'll never catch me doing that again. Jürgen, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're drunk three days after a big final. I'm not in a hedge, though, am I? Yeah. <laughs> I told you. I told you I wouldn't be. And you're drunk. But you are, but you are up a tree. Yeah. Um, so there we are. <laughs> Sky Hedge. Mm. Indeed. And now it's time for correspondence with Peatman. It is time for correspondence with Peatman and Aaron Cottrell. I'm fairly certain I won't have to bleep that name out. Hello, chaps. Long time listener, <laughs> first time writer. Being 13 years old, playing in a very low standard tournament in the marshes of Bognor Regis, as well as being uh, hosted by the infamous Butlins Resort, it was uh, to our utmost surprise that Tony Adams was the compare for the post tournament awards ceremony. Mm. That's, cer- that's great. It's good, what, isn't a, it? what a coup. Yeah. What a coup. The ceremony was lasting far too long as every single team received medals for participation. Poor. After our sixth energy drink and eighth sherbet stick oh, no. uh, it was our uh, turn to take stage this is basically like the 13 year old 
world's equivalent of being tired and emotional. I was I had too many sherbets. Yeah. I thought you were uh, going to say after that much, and I only had two chocolates from my advent calendar. <laughs> I went on stage and defecated. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my mate, it was a bit. My mate, it was a bit of a prankster. He was stood in front of me in line to receive his said uh, medal. Uh, both Tony Adams and my mate started to motion for a handshake before my pal ducked it at the last second to make an incredibly funny face right at the aghast Adams. Adams called him a disgrace and refused to give him the participation medal. To which my mate ran off crying his eyes out. Oh, <laughs> that's I, I, I remember saying to um, I remember saying to Ray Parler about three weeks ago. I saw a picture of Tony Adams wearing a disgraceful like carpet coat in the nineties. Yeah. He's got form to yeah. And I, and I said, "Oh, Ray, I saw a picture of Tony Adams wearing this coat." And Ray Parler just looked at me and looked wistfully in the distance, like a thousand yards stare, and just went, "Yeah, Tony had some gear." <laughs> like, like it was almost like it hurt him to think yeah. of what the, the clothes that Tony Adams mm-hmm. used to wear yeah, um, and, but can I just say that's only a coup to have Tony Adams presenting the medals if it was in the 90s and not like last week or something because oh, right, okay, that would yeah. be rubbish no, yeah. no, it would still be good it's a good name it's a big name yeah, it would still be good manage Pompey Matt <laughs> <laughs> I tell Matt you Williams. that performance that everyone talks about against Milan in the Europa League yeah. that was on the Tony Adams everyone yeah. talks about all the time <laughs> <laughs> Matt Williams uh, and they all got participation medals. Matt Williams says, uh, yeah, basically uh, that he's very upset that we haven't talked about the playoff between uh, Notts County and Coventry. I have specifically vetoed us talking about that because they've uh, released Shola Miobi. Yeah, so right. I'm not. Well, I, I did. I did see the second leg, and it was an incredible game. Mm. Uh, the first um, leg was like very uh, rainy. Because I was watching that just to see if Shola would get on, but he didn't. Any more weather insights, Pete? Because I can't remember the weather for the second game. No, I don't know. Um, but Notts County were incredibly unlucky with the big decisions. At one, at one point, I think Mark McNulty, Coventry striker, a good player, might have scored, definitely scored one mm. in that second leg. He sucked the nut on a Notts County player in front of the line, yeah. and no one, and nothing they, happened. They won the, the second leg 4 1, was it? And, well, then Notts County fought their way back into the game, and then Coventry sucker punched them, and that right. was that. But, but it, was, was, it was an incredible second leg. There were some great decisions, game. wasn't there? Oh, b- big time. <laughs> At one point, there was a fight on the touchline, or like a little scuffle. With, with with the aforementioned Mark Minolti and a Notts County player whose name escapes me, the linesman chucked his linesman's flag on the floor mm. and just gets stuck right in there. That's brilliant. Yeah, and there was and there was a, there was a disallowed goal which shouldn't have been offside, and there was a goal that was scored that was offside twice in the build up that Coventry got to got to uh, which stand which stood. Mm. So a lot, all the big decisions went against Notts County. Was, was Smudger Smith getting involved? Yeah. This, he, this uh, email, then, Matt Williams. I'll, I'll bore on about this all day if you want. There Careful you go, what Matt. you wish no, for. Exactly. You've had your mention. There you go, Matty. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hughes, hello chaps. I hope nobody's emailed about you this about this before to you. Uh, I want to make you aware of the smallest football league in the world. The Isles of Scilly, uh, 28 miles off the coast of Cornwall, have a population of 2,300 and it hosts the Isle of Scilly Football League. The competition started in the 1920s, originally a competition between the five populated islands of the Isles. Uh, The league now has only two teams, the Wolfpack Wanderers and the Garrison Gunners. Despite being the only teams, they still play each other at least 17 times each season. Class. <laughs> and it looks absolutely beautiful, the Isles yeah, of Scilly. I'd love really to go there. And, um, and they compete for not just the league titles, but two cups, the Wholesalers Cup and the Four Deck Cup, played over two legs. <laughs> That's <laughs> brilliant. Really like, I didn't know they had over 2,000 people here's living the, on the here's, here's the fact. Um, they so play- do they need a 35-year-old striker? Because Mark is after his Old Trafford uh, trial. Yeah. Yeah, you could play. You could play for them, couldn't you? I reckon so. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the most interesting facts I could find, uh, none of which I can verify is 100 percent accurate about the league. Are they play a showcase game against a team made up of uh, bird watchers who visit the islands in the fall? <laughs> uh, the average age of Presumably both teams. They all argue who's going to play on the wing. Yeah, hey, nice. Yeah. No. Uh, the average. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the average age of both teams to be with uh, basically um, uh, is around about the mid to late 30s. Uh, every, there you go. So, there you go for Marcus. 
Uh, every uh, summer before the start of the season, the club's captains go through the tradition of picking the teams via school rules at the local pub. Players often struggle to recall which team they played for the previous year. Uh, one match is called off due to a player twisting an ankle in a rabbit hole. And uh, the 2010 to 11 season winner was decided in the last five minutes of the final match. And after matches, all of the teams go to the pub. No. That's quite cool. So in the yeah, summer I then, that. I mean, mm. presumably any of this is true, which we might as well for the sake of the show. Um, in the summer, they go to the same pub and just have a few beers, decide who plays which team. Nice. Uh, and then they do that for the rest of the season. It's like a and draft. they only play each other. It's like yeah. the NFL draft. Yeah. With draft. <laughs> With draft <laughs> ale. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, lovely. So, yeah. Thank you very much for that. If you want to get to the show, shortthefootballramble.com. Especially if you're a listener who's currently residing in the Isles of Scilly. We'd love to hear mm. from you. Yeah, very yeah. much so. There we are, mm. ladies and gentlemen. Right, we're going to talk about Unai Emery after this. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I better go to cash flow and get some money if I've got any money left. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Previous show sponsored by Bet365, everybody. An apt little jingle there for about what we're about to talk about. Yeah, mm. Unai Emery has succeeded, Big Veng, yeah. at Arsenal. Does he respect Arsenal fan TV yet? <laughs> well, let's, let's assume <laughs> no. Because the jury's uh, still going yeah, okay. okay. Do you know the best thing about Unai Emery, though? He looks like you. Uh, he doesn't really. I think he does a bit. More Christian Bale, I think. What, you? No. Oh, uh, him, Emery. okay, yeah. yeah. Um, he probably doesn't know about Arsenal fan TV. I, th- I, imagine, I imagine he'll have he been does. briefed. Yeah. Unai Emery is on Twitter. Let's see how long that lasts. Right. So, I don't know. I don't, it, think he, I don't think he knows anything about it, and for that, I envy the man. He, I know. Ch- he changed his, his profile picture to an Arsenal badge. Yeah, I his, mean, he, he announced cute, it effectively, didn't he? That his, is sweet, yeah. His yeah. header image is embarrassing. What is it? It's him holding like an old-school 50s football, like an old brown leather job. Nice. And it's him just going, looking at it, going, oh, I'm the scientist. Jim, he's, having a po- <laughs> Jim, he's having a pop at your new dad already. I'm currently uh, looking your at your new Pete's dad. His, um, he, might, he might change it to Gunnosaurus. <laughs> yeah, actually, yours is you going for Glold. Is it? <laughs> doesn't, um, doesn't Emery look more like Pete? Everyone looks like Pete. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, Emery, yeah. Emery has got black hair at the moment. I imagine that won't continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's 46 years old. He's going to go grey. Yeah. He's Absolutely. already dying yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, by the time he leaves in 22 years, it will be completely grey. Yeah. Um, um, I think he looks more... I mean, because the thing is, Marcus's traditional lookalike, um, which isn't really a radio feature, but anyway, is Paul Pesci Salido. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the problem Classic. is, that's, that's harsh on Marcus, because I think Paul Pesci Salido... I don't know if he still is, but was at least at one point married to Karen Brady. Mm. And I don't think it's fair to associate you with that with that family, really. That well, family, <laughs> that outfit. I don't think I look that... I, I get lots of look different like lookalikes. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, you do look like him. I mean, you do. Yeah, but I look slightly like him, but there's a lot of people I sort of slightly look like in the, in the, in the, in the public eye. Anyway, Inno Emery's best quote so far was, let's catch Man City. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Jim, that must fill you with glee. It genuinely does, because, you know, there, there's... 
change has been needed at the Emirates for a long, long time. Or the Emirates, as we'll be calling it now, I'm sure. Nice. Um, and it, uh, who knows if this is actually going to happen, but all the right noises are being made. It's clearly right, a sort of very modern structure. It's place. not going to happen. Right, OK. okay. <laughs> well, they're not going to catch Man City at any time. No, but I, what I mean is broadly sort of Arsenal climbing back up the league and uh, becoming more competitive. I find it a really interesting situation. I'll tell you why, because... Um, they, they finished sixth this season of course Arsenal and you look at their squad and we've talked about this before over the last couple of weeks I mean, a couple of additions particularly defensively um, which is going to be taken out of Emery's hands by the sounds of it yeah. um, but they can hopefully strengthen defensively if they do that I mean on the, on, on the continent which is out now Andy and James were talking a bit about how um, Alphonse Ariola may well follow him to Arsenal and he's an improvement on checking Ospina according to them so that's, that's the first port mm-hmm. of call so what, what you're looking at then is a team where you think if they strengthen the, with a couple of players defensively um, they're a very undercoached team, as we heard yesterday as well, so they'll improve. And with that squad of players, they probably should be doing better. And I think that's something we, we can hopefully all agree on. But, but, look at the five teams above them, and when you think about that, you think, okay, at the expense of who? Mm. Chelsea are going to get a new manager probably in the summer. You'd imagine they're going to be a bit more consistent. Spurs are way ahead. City are miles ahead. United are going to strengthen big time in the, um, in the, uh, in, in the summer. And um, and Liverpool are, are very very talented as well. So it's almost like it's hard to know at, at, at the expense of who else yeah. they're going to move it's up. It's a with. terrible Actually, time to replace, isn't it? Really? It's a it terrible is. time to chase anyone in the Premier League. But in a sense, that's what's so exciting about it because Arsenal, for the first time in such a long time, are an unknown quantity. And I like that this completely new. It's not just a new manager; it's a completely new management structure, mm. which, which all of them mm. seem happy with. Wenger mm. resisted, you know, um, Milinta and um, Solani well, any change, in. really, no, absolutely any yeah. change at all, and that. That has been sorely needed for a long time. Apparently, he sort of, um, you know, Emery's massive on, on videos, isn't he? He gives players videos to take home and mm. things like that. And apparently, Wenger sort of towards the end of the reign was, was a little kind of uh, suspicious of, of, of some innovations that are just standard at other clubs. Right. So Arsenal should catch up with well, that. So now. he'll get a player after training and say, there you go, have you seen Weekend at Bernie's or whatever? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Take the video home. He's, he's like a... He's like a one-man blockbuster. Yeah, nice. <laughs> franchise. Weekend no. at Bernie's. It's the first thing that came to my mind. Because <laughs> you thought video. Yeah. Thought, that's also, not on DVD yet. To, to be fair, if Arsenal have been an 80s movie over the last few years, <laughs> yeah. it's absolutely been Weekend, weekend at Arsenal. Wenger yeah. playing the part of yeah. Bernie. Presumably. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lovely. Well, um, but you say they need to overhaul those teams above them. Well, I do. But they need to overhaul a lot more teams than that, really, because he wants to make Arsenal the best team in the world. Wow. Yeah. So he needs to overhaul big, Real big Madrid. Talk, I'm enjoying this talk. Emery's, yeah, yeah. Emery's chat. Why shouldn't he? You know, he yeah, Emery's I would, chat. I would, I would heartily recommend if you don't listen to On the Continent, which is out every Wednesday and Saturday, um, the guys at James Horncastle, Andy Brassel, are on it every week. They talk a lot about Emery and his time, not just at PSG, which <clears throat> Andy was saying is, is not really that great an indicator. Yeah. But they talk about his time at Sevilla, where obviously he won was it three Europa Leagues in a row. In a row. Yeah. yeah, and that's a similar... Um, probably a similar was perhaps more of a similar situation to Arsenal than yeah. PSG is and uh, overall it was it was a really positive chat so it's worth checking out um, and it's exciting times for Arsenal when we talked about this last week Jim we were talking about oh is Mikel Arteta a gamble is so and so a gamble and I remember thinking really at this stage everything's a gamble for mm. Arsenal because it's been the same for so long yeah and this is probably the um the closest you're going to get to like a safe bet in a situation like this because he is an experienced manager. Apparently a little bit of a disciplinarian as well, which is clearly what a lot of this squad need. Yeah. I mean, firstly, clearly Arsenal need to make changes on the, on the playing staff, but the, there has to be more from that team. There has to be more from the players in that squad already because they they just underperformed so badly undercoached, away from home. Yeah, Absolutely undercoached. Yeah, and, I, was, I was a little bit uh, kind of underwhelmed slightly when they appointed him because I actually wanted to see what Arteta could do, but this is in the last sort of... 
day or two, I'm thinking to myself, actually, I think this is a good perform- yeah. uh, uh, appointment. Sorry, yeah. And he's used to working with big players and big egos, absolutely, as well. at a similar sort of level, and, and more so with PSG, which might be useful for you know for links in in the future in terms of transfers. You and never for know. With Ozil. In, and for dealing with Urzo, absolutely, and. Um, I think, you know, people have said to me in the past, who would you, if you could have anyone, who would you like to replace Arsene Wenger? And I always said Diego Simeone, not necessarily because of the style. I wouldn't mind team style changing that much because it happens over time, inevitably. But what I always liked about Simeone was that he's winning stuff in a league where he is so comprehensively outspent all the time and is not the biggest fish in that pond. And mm-hmm. the same to a far smaller degree does apply to Unai Emery because he's yeah. managed to win those three Europa Leagues with Sevilla and make Sevilla relevant, mm. you know, which is which is and, a yeah. tough, tough and, gig. And PSG don't have the spending power of some other Liga teams, of course. No, I mean, <laughs> we are, we are, we're writing them off as an irrelevance, as has already been I'm touched on. Only your uh, Arsenal are 28-1 to one to win next season's Premier League title with Bet365. £10 would return £290, including stakes, should the Unai Emery revolution start quickly. Well, he spoke about the importance of intensity, pressing, and connecting with people. And I like that. Mm. We're going to win matches and hearts. Yeah. I, I, th- I, think, I think he's... Um, they're not playing hearts. I, I, th- I think he's going <laughs> to... would win he, that. He's, he's, we talk about how conceptually it's quite difficult because the team's above them because of the way the Premier League is and blah, blah, blah. But actually... He probably knows that team's under coach. He probably knows it should be doing a lot better. He probably knows mm. that actually, if I can get a better points total than, than Arsenal did this season, if I can improve stuff that's actually quite easy to win, like things like oh, their away record, they can yeah. improve that. Maybe um, you know do something in in um, in the Europa League or something like that. Um, I think it's a, a initially at least in the, in the short term there might be some easy wins for him to pick up which will give him a bit of momentum yeah. and the mm. thing I am most intrigued by is what the atmosphere at the Emirates is going to be like from the start of next season because it's got toxic for a long time fans getting uneasy if Arsenal haven't scored after 20 minutes even in games that end up being like a comfortable romp there's all this kind of yeah. there's this sense of unease that's just permeated the whole place and yeah. hopefully if that's gone that, that, that is a huge huge lift to the club straight away it's a good point actually Jim because it also what it will do is it'll give us a good idea of what type of fans Arsenal fans are, because we've only because because the, the narrative has always been painted out into a Wenger this Wenger that yeah. narrative, rather than what type of fans are Arsenal fans. We don't really fully know. Mm. We take we take the piss out of them for being like posh and all that kind of stuff. But actually, it'll be interesting to see how patient they are. Mm. That's the one thing we could learn. Like how long till the planes come out? Um, yeah, are you exactly. disrespecting Arsenal fans? TV? I would never do that, Marcus. No, no, okay. I, I, I pick my battles very carefully. <laughs> I would never ever pick that internet beer moth. Yeah, no. <laughs> Behemoth. All right. Talking of behemoth, Manuel Pellegrini is the new West Ham boss. What a coup. I yeah. mean, that's amazing. I mean, he must, have rocks, he must have rocks in his head. <laughs> Did he not see what happened yeah. there last yeah. season? <laughs> um, yeah, he'll be given full control over transfers uh, and an escape pod, presumably. Um, <laughs> yeah, part of a three-year deal. Uh, he left his post at, um, forgive pronunciation, Hebei China Fortune to take up the position at West Ham. Uh, Fortune of the side that have Hernanes, the Brazilian, who um, played You're for... You're a big fan of Hernanes, aren't you? Yeah. Lazio. Lazio, and I think maybe Inter as well. Yeah, he, was, Mas- he was a great player for yeah. a while. Javier Mascherano, Ezekiel Lovetti, and Javinho. And are you linking all those players with West Ham again? Maybe. Mascherano yeah. Mascher- yeah. with a homecoming. Exactly. Javinho yeah. <laughs> knows the league. He had such a great time there last time. Yeah, but he's the first Premier League winning manager to take charge at West Ham. Will it bode well, Peter? Will uh, they be <laughs> celebrating... A Premier League win can't be uh, well, uh, one match, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say Start yes. Off small, yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> away from home. You just, yeah. You've got to build on those little victories, have you not? <laughs> um, oh, hang on. Speaking of Inos, 
Do you see what Ronaldinho's been up to of late? Oh, I'll, tw- I'll Twitter uh, followers. You are better than real. that. Yeah. <laughs> are you speaking it's to me or him? Are you to me or him? So, Pete, what do you think about Ronaldinho allegedly and reportedly marrying two women at the same time? I think he's just found the cheat codes for life, really. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah. Sod it. GBH the old ears, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if everyone's happy, then that's brilliant. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was being facetious mm. and being ironic. Sounds like yeah. he's found the cheating codes, Peter. Yeah. yeah. But he's right, not, yeah. though. He's legitimised it, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, is that legal? Is it legal? Yeah, I mean, that is a huge question. Yeah. It must be. It's a, it's a huge question that Ronaldinho himself has almost certainly not considered. Yeah. <laughs> and won't consider. He's, all he's thinking is, I can sell twice as many segways. Yeah. <laughs> two wives, two segways. He's thinking, boot the glass up high, let's drink. Let's drink. Yeah. That's what let's he's... Let's oh, Imagine Ronaldinho's it... wedding reception. Jim, to you start remember... off, he's got two wives. Do you remember, Jim? Do you remember... <laughs> that's what it is. He wants, he wants to see him. He to have two receptions. Yeah. He wants to see him. <laughs> Well, we've got our two statues. Do you guys remember? This is sketchy. It's a sketchy memory, but hopefully you guys will remember more than me. I think it would have been four years ago when the World Cup was being held in Brazil. Ronaldinho was letting out his bungalow. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. For, basically for parties. That's right. Yeah. Oh, is he doing that this time? He said, and on the on the on the notes, it was consider the neighbours. That's right. And don't touch the computer. Well, that was Pete's, <laughs> that was, that that was Pete's yeah. input. <laughs> consider the neighbours. They deserve a holiday too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think he wouldn't? He won't have a stag do. He'll have a stag tour. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a, would you, would you, Pete, would you go on Ronaldinho's stag? Yeah, I'd definitely do that. Be <laughs> Pete's had two email invites to stag do since we last talked about it. <laughs> I'm just saying, get in touch, Ronnie. <laughs> Donnie oh, and Ronnie. Yeah. Oh, I smell a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can I have just one of your wives? Yeah. You'll still have one left. <laughs> one man that's, that's is, disrespectful. one man has lived an incredible life, one of the most skillful football players we've ever seen, <laughs> and the other man is contributing nothing. Yeah. That's the sitcom. Yeah. I, I think that's unnecessary, isn't is it? it? Is that unfair? Kind of unnecessary. What are you contributing? Uh, Matt, Matt Plin's cables. Well, he'd be, a, com- he'd be a, I, a useful comic foil. When I die, the worms can eat me. There <laughs> we go. It's nice great. to think it's, of. It's a double act where there's no straight man. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> that's what you think of yourself. <laughs> At least yeah. I'll give the worms a favour. Yeah. Right, let's talk about the playoff final then. Fulham against Speaking Aston Villa. Speaking of worms, <laughs> John I'm, Terry. I'm, I'm actually going to donate my body to science, so... Yeah, that'll test you, okay. as, uh, as football once said. Don't, don't, don't do it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that why you... I keep sending them toenails. <laughs> Mate, I might have to send toenails to a lab, actually. Oh, come so on. Fulham, to, right. Fulham versus Aston Villa. Yeah. No, well, no, Fulham no, versus Aston Marcus, I think, I feel we need to know. Oh, footballers, sorry, everybody, Footballers will frequently get foot rot. A friend of mine had a, an unidentified fungal infection in his big toenail, right. so they asked him to cut a piece of the toenail off and send it to a lab for analysis. I gave myself a cancer scare quite recently because oh, I chopped off a bit of my chin because it was like just a lump. Chopped off a bit of your chin. And instead of just seeing how it went, I just attacked it with um, freezing spray from boots we and, uh, talk and about a scalpel. The final at any and moment. I sent it on. <laughs> Marcus, this is the thing, right? This is the, this is the level we're at, right? And Let I me set... just run this past you. Someone you know well yeah. has, in his own words, I know. chopped off a part of his chin. I'm trying to do him a favour. He's not even raised eyebrows yeah. in the room. And I sent it off and they they couldn't identify what it was. Um, Probably it was just a bit of chin. Well, yeah. and why have you but identified it? Apparently, apparently you're 5% French. You're 25% French. <laughs> I don't know if they replied saying, uh, chin. Yeah. <laughs> well, they sent it off twice because they, they couldn't figure out what it was or what the growth was. Uh, and then when it came back, they said, we can't figure out what it is. Uh, and this is like after like mm. like a month and a half, and I was you know getting yeah, a bit worried. Bit and then it came back, and they went, "It's just scar tissue because yeah. you attacked it in the first instance." Uh, right. <laughs> it sounds like they're just chin. Don't it off. do Fulham surgery, versus Aston guys. Villa. It's it happening this Saturday. Yeah. Villa edged out Middlesbrough 
in the semi-final. Fulham overcame a 1-0 first leg loss against Derby by winning 2-0 at Craven Cottage. I was there. I was there. It was a wonderful occasion, unless oh, you're yeah. a Derby fan, of course. I ate the lot. And, uh, <laughs> oh, you do, don't you? Um, <laughs> Fulham... Were you, were you trying to make, like, disguise your voice? Listeners are going, one of them hates us, yeah. Yeah. Well, Luke and I were <laughs> sort of... fifth man in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Luke and I were sort of talking when you did that, right? Jim doesn't have any hatred in his body. Right. Yeah, no. okay. That's true, actually. Jim no, is quite does. chilled. He yeah, does. So, he yeah. has hatred for, um, what's himself. his name? Oh, Carlos Tevez. It's all yeah, pumped right. into yeah, Carlos Tevez. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge burning jealousy of Roger Federer. But anyway, Fulham had the chance to finish second on the final day uh, of the regular season, of course, but just missed out. And I was a bit worried for, for, for the Mighty Whites going into that game against Derby. And they lost the first leg. And Derby, for three quarters of that tie, got it just about right. Of course, they were they were one nil up, and then uh, and then Ryan Sessegnon. Uh, I don't think they got the second leg right. I thought they were really really. Well, half time it was nil nil. Yeah, but they were they were. I mean, they were showing absolutely no ambition at all. It's clear that wasn't going to hold. But, they, but they, they had to dig in, didn't they? I mean, Fulham are a better side than Derby. Yeah. If Derby came out and try and play, but they to, know Fulham are going to pick them off. But to me, it didn't feel like even like they tried to play on the break. Which they could have done. Well, I think that's that was the game plan, wasn't it? When, of course, Fulham scored the second goal, you saw the atmosphere among the crowd. They yeah. were already, it was about, I don't know, 25 minutes left or something yeah. like that. And they were singing, you know, we're off to Wembley because the confidence the fans at Craven Cottage have in the team is, mm. is, is immense. And now, Jokanovic's, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Jokanovic's eyebrow is actually underrated. It is, yeah. People talk about Ancelotti's eyebrow. Mm. People talk about Marcus Speller's eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. They don't talk about Slavisa Jokanovic's eyebrow nearly often enough. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, hopefully next season, if they're in the Premier League, they they will and I, obviously I want Fulham to go up as, as we all know but but also I would I would love to Fulham for, for Fulham to go up because I'd love to see this team in the Premier League see what it'd be like Fulham honestly I, I know I've gone on about them before but they play such great football like they really are admired by a lot of people down in the championship and and and, and if they don't go up if Villa do win uh, and my prediction before the playoff semi-finals uh, when the semi-finals were drawn well, not drawn, but you know, were established. Yeah, uh, I, I thought Villa would beat Fulham in the final. I just think you know, a couple of canny operators in there, yeah. and so an IE John Terry. Well, you know, it's interesting. Yukanovich has actually said he thinks Terry's got mistakes in him, and yeah, they're going to target him. It's, oh, it's an interesting one, though. Do you think that's a bit of mind games just to sort of throw Villa and well, think, think they're going to play a certain way when in reality they may not? I think Yukanovich is just being honest because you know how Fulham are going to play. This is the thing about this Fulham side, they might not have a plan B, but plan A is pretty good, and yeah, it's but, shown to be in 2018. But the, I mean, the key battle there will be Terry versus Mitrovic and well that's a, that's a lovely battle and, by and the way Mitrovic is a focal point for them despite the sort of football they play uh-huh. um, well to be but, fair but, but I think John Terry is can, possibly canny enough to deal with Mitrovic who to be fair looked several levels above championship level when he played against Derby in the second leg yeah well, I think that, yeah, to target Terry in the final is obvious because uh, Mitrovic is, is is on him. But if you can bring Sessegnon in and try and get him on one-on-one situations, then Sessegnon will just burn them with his But I've, I've got a feeling, you know what, and this is, a, this is a probably a fairly unpopular opinion about Ryan Sessegnon, I got the impression the first half against Derby, the game was a bit too big for him. And I don't think he was actually that good in the second in the second mm. leg. You hear that, Spurs fans? <laughs> yeah. he got, they were begging for oh, them not to I understand off. what you're saying, but he scored. He got his goal, absolutely got yeah. his goal. Um, I think I think you know. Look, he's clearly a really talented young player, and he's going to have an amazing career. But I don't think. I mean, I know Spurs are after him, and I understand why. I think it's probably a little bit fanciful. On my assessment, would certainly say it's a bit fanciful to suggest that he's going to make an impact 
at Spurs at the top end of the Premier League next season if he goes there. I don't think that's the case. Well, that's why a, a number he, of a number of reasons why I don't want him to, to go he, to Spurs. He, and if Fulham can get promoted, he will play in that Fulham yeah. side, and they'll learn a lot more. But yeah. I just I just love to see this Fulham side in the Premier but League. The playoff final might be a game too far for Sessegnon. We don't know. Well, true enough. But as I said, I he'll get a hat trick now. I've said that from my point of view. Sadly, I still would just about stand by that early prediction and think Villa will, will edge it just I think that they will find a way and I think they're well aware of how Fulham play Fulham you know Jukanovic says you know how we're going to play they've played like that and uh, and if you could you know Derby were not as good as Fulham obviously and Derby tried to dig in and just hold out they couldn't do it Villa on the other hand were a better side I think it's an intriguing final uh, we have in, 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 uh, in prospect Fulham are 8-13 to 13 to be promoted from the Championship. Uh, so £10 with Bet365 returns £16.15, including stake, should Jukanovic's uh, men do the business. Um, if Aston Villa do go up, have you heard about the deal? This is ridiculous. This is, this is hilarious. Well, John Terry will have the uh, option of a 12-month extension to his contract. And, and within that contract, I don't know if it is there already or it will be put into play, but he will be exempt from facing Chelsea in the league. Just in case we'd forgotten about the character of the man. Little, <laughs> little bonus. <laughs> he constantly the reminds yeah. us of in inadvertent ways. Yeah. I mean, Lampard Chelsea. scored against Chelsea for Manchester City. Yeah. yeah. God, what a contrast. It's incredible. Isn't it? I mean, what's fascinating to me about this is if you're going to have a contract like that or have a clause like that, why, why make it public? Why not just... Skip the game. Yeah, but he Hang wants... out with Meza Ozil and get a completely legitimate illness that yeah. you can't play. <laughs> a mystery illness, no less. <laughs> that appears to disappear about 5.15 on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's not also forget, by the way, that um, Rotherham and Shrewsbury are contesting yes. the League One player final on Sunday and the aforementioned Coventry face Exeter City in the League Two showpiece on Absolutely. Monday too. So good luck to your team if, if they're involved and mm. have a lovely day out at Wembley. Have a lovely day out at Wembley. Mm. There we are. Now it's time for our best bet with Bet365. Yes, uh, this week's best bet comes from um, James Leakey who Ooh. says I will keep this simple in capital letters goals <laughs> to ensure that dire excuse for an FA Cup final is not a lasting stain <laughs> on what has been a pretty entertaining season I'm backing some serious goals in the Champions League final Real Madrid versus Liverpool over four and a half goals currently 11-4 to four with Bet365 thanks for all the podcasts they're great uh, James Leakey so to recap we have to see five goals or more in Ooh. 90 minutes for this bet to come in, um, it is at 11 to 4, so our £50 will raise £187.50 for Prostate Cancer UK, including stake if it, come in, if it comes in. Um, you must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to begambleaware.org. Good luck to you, James Leakey. If you get this one right, I'm right in saying I think there's no preview show next week. So if you get this um, one right, you mm. are going to be carrying over... Um, either to next season or the start of the World Cup. We haven't worked it out yet, but you'll be in the hot seat for a quite some time. So wow. the pressure is on you. Mm, old Five leaky. goals or more in a Champions League final in 90 minutes. Love that, old leaky. Yeah, Leeko. Leak. Excellent stuff. Um, now, what has Luke been asking the listeners this week, Luke? I said the following on the Facebook page, which is available uh, forward slash football ramble. We found a great quote about the original Ronaldo when researching our history special on him. Those history specials are now out now. Um, they are, they're World Cup uh, themed, of course. Uh, and the quote we found about Ronaldo is, um, I think it, Jim, it was you who found it, which is, Ronaldo is not a man, he's a herd. Yeah. So I asked our listeners, <laughs> what's your favourite quote about a footballer? Straight off the bat, nice. first reply, mm. within about five seconds, Dan Boardman, Alexander Mitrovic is a new Alan Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll be, I might be proved right. You, uh, listen, Saturday. the jury's still out. The At jury's still out. Three o'clock. Three or um, five. He's he not three in. That. Ben Doohan said um, he, he likes this particular one. At the moment, we've got 16 first-team players. My initials stand for Mick McCarthy, not Merlin the Magician. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sam Calvert weighs in with a keggy, a Kevin Keegan quote. Um, I don't think there is anybody bigger or smaller than Maradona, which is a nice one. <laughs> yeah. um, Connor Barber says he remembers an Oxford fan describing a former striker uh, of theirs, George Donnelly, as having the footballing brain of a brick. <laughs> is quite nice. Yep. Uh, Axel Eklund, fantastically mm. named Axel Eklund. Sven's assistant, Hans Backer, speaking mm. on Swedish television about Micah Richards. He's got all the talent in the world, but you cannot teach that boy anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. And a couple more to finish. Uh, Eamon Dumphy. Uh, Eamon Dumphy on John Hartson, according to Sean, who says, uh, looking at John Hartson, Dumphy said, that is not the arse of a £7 million player. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll finish with this one from Rick Fry, who says, a quote about Roger Johnson after he backed off of Yaya Toure about 45 yards out in the 2014 League Cup semi-final first leg. He looked like a frightened dog being chased by a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> drinking. Drinking. drinking yeah. There we are. Hashtag yes. drinking. Oh, man. Right, it's time uh... for the Jim Campbell section, isn't it? It's now time for <laughs> Going for Glow. Whoa. The final Going for Glow of the season. When they're going for going for... Lord. Yes. Pete, does this count for 90% of it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Actually, quick email. Uh, Michael Scheel uh, got in touch. Hello, Ramblers. A while ago in your correspondence section, it was mentioned that the Going For Glow players could be compiled so that the six-a-side squad could be made at the end of the season for me to decide a winning team, much like the MLS Cup after winning the MLS uh, mm. league format. I've uh, gone through all of the Going For Glow so far oh. and I've attached a PDF of the players which Marcus, Luke and Jim can pick from. We can stick it on uh, Twitter if you want. Uh, before Luke has a go at me for having too much time on my hands, I'll simply ask, who do you plan on putting in, in goal? No one. No well, one. I haven't got enough right, right, have got, No. Yeah. no. I'll so go and go got... myself. I'll go and bins myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Luke's, to be fair, Luke's team's pretty good. Taribo West, Carl uh, Heinz-Riedler, um, Efren Akorko and Diego Forlan. I mean, it's not too bad, is it? It's quite top-heavy, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Marcus, Bardsley, Bosnich, Izzet, Mido, Valderrama, Scholl, Graveson, uh, Hasselbank, uh, Balak, Berbatov and Grintles, obviously. Yeah, yeah Barry Grintles <laughs> how, did you, how did you get Graveson? That's absolutely <laughs> outrageous. Uh, Traore for Jim, Alonso, Silva, Windas, Baggio, Alves of Hesselink. Uh, yeah, Janis, <laughs> Benayoun, Svensson, Jeremy, Slater, Javinio, Vieri, Chilavere and Crankyar. I mean... Long, that list, Jim's isn't it? Jim's killing it. Yeah. Long. Oh, Jim's got a very, very... <laughs> rare <laughs> piece of arrogance from Jim. If, 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 if Mourinho saw that squad, he would be complaining about he it. Would, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, his headstone's going to have a dig at someone on it, though, and yeah. we can assume that. If you were up against <laughs> Mourinho in a managerial battle and he saw your squad, he'd be fuming. Yeah. <laughs> so many players. Two players in each position. Jim's paying £50 million for fullbacks. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, it is time for uh, Going for Glolds. Uh, let's have a bit of this again. When they're going for Lord. Why is uh, there no Grintles? Um, I've come tried. I've tried to find it. You've um, named it Grintles. Did I do on the iPad? Barry Grintles. There we go. Yeah. There we go. You just like to kill a joke. That's all. Luke. Uh, I do. I right, like to kill John, it dead John, and then flog it. There's still a bit of life in it. Move on. Yeah. John Cray is going at the clues of this one. Thank you to everyone who's got in touch through the season. Uh, with the clues you've been bloody marvellous thank mm. you John Cray as well uh, here's your first clue gentlemen and number one I was born just under 11 years away from the summer of love oh could be recent or old okay alright so Ooh. it could be 78 or, or 56 it won't be 56 will it no 67 was the summer of love yeah 11 years either way Ooh. He said, "Did he not say after?" No, either way. Either oh, way. That's Eleven either years from. I know oh, exactly. No, that is pathetic. Pathetic. Tenor. pathetic. See, Showing off. I mean, Luke has a handle on the clues, but Jim always wins. So Stop. Jim just drinks it all in. Peter Beardsley. Incorrect. I'm going to have a guess. Do you know what? I'm going to have a guess. Yeah, go right. On, and go I'm going to go. Stop. I'm going to go for um, John Terry. 
Incorrect. Stop. John Walk. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, number two, I began my youth career at playing a goalkeeper for my hometown club, but a shoulder injury caused me to become a field player. Stop. St- Alan Shearer. Incorrect. Stop. David Icke. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Um, Pope John Paul II. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, number three, I am a World Cup winner. Oh. Oh. Saucepans. <laughs> a World number Cup winner. Number four. Stop. No, can I have a guess for the World Cup? Uh, yeah. yeah. Cafu. Incorrect. Number four. Late last year, I was in Moscow for the World Cup 2018 draw. While walking through my hotel lobby, I was approached by two women. After taking pictures with them, things escalated quickly, culminating in being attacked Stop. by a... Lothar Matthias. Incorrect. Oh. Stop. Fabio Cannavaro. Incorrect. Carry on. Carry you didn't let me the finish clue. the clue. Yeah. yeah. You, you get to finish the clue, but only for Jim. That's the rule. Things role. escalated quickly, culminating uh, in taking a dildo to the face. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I feel like we should oh, know that. Yeah, I remember this story, but I can't remember who it was. Are you going to get a guess or are we going to go to the next clue, Jim? Only you can guess on this clue now. Yeah. Um, can you read the clue again? No. No, get on with it. Get on with it. Moscow, World Cup 18 draw. Two women. Dildo, face. <laughs> Two women. Stop. Um, Rivaldo. Incorrect. Oh, I thought you had that. Atletico Bilbao awarded me the one-man club. Or one-club man, rather. Athletic Bilbao. What that clue's a joke. <laughs> not athletic. accurate Athletic Bilbao so yes. he just played for Athletic Bilbao awarded him the one club man award oh I mean that's a big clue isn't it stop Bishente Lizarazu ooh nice to hear the full name but no I just I think he's from the Basque region and he, France, and, yeah. and he won the World Cup so yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got nothing yeah, for that yeah same Depending on who te- depending on who you ask, I have either six, a hundred, or hundred and six national team caps. Right, okay. Six. Hundred six. Stop, not Goicachea, is it? Incorrect. Stop. Uh, Javi Martinez. Incorrect. He went to Bayern, didn't he? Stop. Yeah, but I, I think it's I think it's a bit of a red uh, I think his first name is Jose Echeverria. Incorrect. Oh, Good one. Yeah, though. nice. Either he hasn't won the way, hasn't won the World Cup. Yeah, I maybe yeah. he was in the squad or something, yeah. I don't know. I am a three time Champions League winner. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> In each one, I've defeated English opposition. This is a great clue. Stop. Um, Sergio Ramos. Incorrect. So he's won the World Stop. Cup. He's won three championships. Stop. Carlos Puyol. Correct, Marcus. Yeah. Get in there. Well, well done, Marcus. Mate. Get in there. I told you it's not a Bill Bow player. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It was a one-club thing. That's, that's, yeah. Those clues are difficult. That was, yeah. good. That was a good one. Excellent. Louis Van Gaal once asked me, what's the problem? Can't you afford the money for a haircut? <laughs> Ever the tactful... Um, yeah, right, yeah. Hang on. Carlos Boyle got smacked in the face with a dildo and yeah. we missed it. I know. Louis Van Gaal putting the tact in tactician there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been going for Glow this season. Thank you very much, everyone. Lord. Last one, the winner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when it stays on. Next trophies, trophies, trophies. Yeah. trophies. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm in danger of being relegated here. I think you have. Yeah, I should be the uh, the asker of the questions next season. I'm Don't the take that away from questions. Peter. I like, yeah. I like that. The asker of the questions. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you ever so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. We will be back on Monday, of course, to talk about the Champions League final and the playoff final. Yeah. And, or the playoff finals. We're <laughs> back on Monday. Then we're back the following Monday. And then check our social media for our World Cup um, schedule, which starts on the 13th of June. I think we're doing 25 shows throughout the World Cup. So Plentiful. To reiterate, back on Monday, no preview show next week, but back again the following Monday, which is the 4th of June. 
And then after that, we're back on the 13th uh, mm. for the World Cup. And we're doing 25 shows throughout that tournament. Lots of World Cup rambling. Jeez Louise. If you want further information, go to our social media, which is at Football Ramble on Twitter and at The Football Ramble on Instagram. Lovely old job. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Good night. Say goodbye, PT. Good luck to all the football teams playing this weekend. Bye <laughs> from me. <laughs> mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.